Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Death by Bungie's podcast, Talking with Bungie. Timing is everything. That's the subject of this podcast. That's what I'm going to be talking about in connection with crossbow hunting with the crossbow season underway here in northeastern Pennsylvania, the 37 days of awesome, which I'm going to have to now refer to as the 43 days of awesome because I think they have made a permanent change or semi-permanent change to the calendar of hunting seasons in Pennsylvania. So we're going to have apparently 43 days of awesome from now on or for the foreseeable future at least added a few days including a Sunday. Pennsylvania gets a Sunday hunting day this year in 2020. How cool is that? All right timing is everything. I am seated in my car at a dandy in my home county of Bradford northeastern Pennsylvania. Just got done with a doctor's appointment taking a little sick day. I'm waiting at the dandy parking lot for someone. I'll talk about that here during this podcast about why I'm waiting at a dandy what I'm doing here. But I thought, this is a perfect time to sit here and record a podcast. Nice and quiet. The fall breeze is blowing the winds all, blowing the leaves around outside the car here. The wind's blowing. I'm going to have traffic in and out and people talk and all that kind of stuff. But it is a good controlled environment in which to record a podcast. At least I hope it will be satisfactory. We're going to find out, aren't we? What's a dandy? I got that question after a recent podcast. A friend of Bungie contacted me. What is a dandy bag? And I'm like, well, it's a shopping bag. You know, you get them at your grocery store, they give you a plastic bag. They go to Walmart and they give you a plastic bag. He refers to them as plastic Walmart bags. He calls them Walmart bags, I guess. That's probably, they all have, they're all the same thing, right? They're plastic bags, but they got the logo on them. Dandies are the convenience store of choice in northeastern Pennsylvania, at least in my county. They were started by a local county guy. I'm proud to be the home county of the dandies. I refer to all mini-marts as dandies. That's just what I do. You've heard it from time to time on Death by Bungie, and I even wrote a song about it. My song, Life is Easy. I was standing in line at the dandy today, and I heard this woman in front of me say, feel sorry for me, cause I can't pay my bills, and my husband's no help. You know, he's drunk to the hills. You weren't born and dead or addicted to When I'm standing in line at the dandy today, or any other day, it might be a dandy, a legit dandy. It might be something else. It might be a Highs convenience store from down in Maryland. It might be a Royal Farms or a Sheets or something like that. But in my view, they are all dandies. They get referred to as dandies. So dandy has become just a noun, you know, to me, that kind of thing. Enough of that. Timing is everything. What are we talking about in this podcast? I'll start by giving you a little bit of an update with how this season is unfolding. You've seen me go to the second ever Death by Bungie meet and greet along with my daughter Genevieve where she became a second generation crossbow hunter, killed a four or five hundred pound boar, the world's largest pig. She killed this giant hog, Hogzilla we referred to it as in the video, with her crossbow with Bungie Jr. Made not one, not two, but three really good shots. Probably not the way you want to start your crossbow hunting career, taking on the world's largest hog. I mean, maybe work up to that instead. We really were not prepared for that. That opportunity presented itself that morning, and we were not given a lot of warning about that. I had not had the preparations with arrows. Probably if I was hunting a hog that size, I would have been using a different broadhead. 
There, I said it. But that's a fact, and that's the subject of future videos on Death by Bungie. There's no harm in saying that. Probably would use a different broadhead. Might increase arrow weight. I don't know. But we'll talk about that down the road. But that's how the season started, the 2020 crossbow season. After the meat and greet, and meat, of course, is spelled M-E-A-T. The reason for that is, is we're after meat, and in that case, we got 100 pounds, 200 pounds, 300 pounds, something like that, that we brought back from the meat and greet. And that was just from Genevieve's boar. Timing was a little bit thrown off a little bit this year also. Maryland's early season, I have year after year after year gone to Maryland in September for the early season. I like to get in there early before other people get in there and hunt, before other people spoil those tree stand locations. So part of the key to my success is getting there first. It's hard to hunt a tree stand location when somebody else has sat there every day on and off, you know, four times a week there's somebody in that tree stand. Deer get used to that, you know. In Maryland, there are so many deer that it's not as though all deer get used to it, but it can affect your deer. There's no question about that. So the timing was off. Now, it got thrown off this year because I went to, to Maine for a September bear hunt, which was awesome. I had a great time. Did a podcast about that, shot a nice video about that. Really had a great time. I look forward to going back. But it threw the timing off because now we're going to Maryland a little later in the season. Those tree stands have already seen some hunters. Those deer are getting a little wise to those locations. But, hey, I'll take it. We moved on to the Pennsylvania crossbow season. That opened up October 3rd. Genevieve gets her first white-tailed deer ever. It's a buck. The video turned out awesome. Check it out if you haven't seen it. It is fantastic. I was really impressed and really happy with the way that that whole hunt unfolded. I was very happy with the way that Genevieve handled herself during that. She just amazes me every turn on these different outings that we did. She amazed me all summer long practicing and preparing with that crossbow. Her ability to handle those shots and that hunting experience under pressure at the meet and greet was astounding for a young lady on her first outing. And then to hold it together when a buck shows up, when we were expecting does, I was expecting, if anything, it, was, it would be a family of does coming in there to feed. I figured that the difficulty of the shot would be presented in trying to pick which doe and which was the clean shot. Instead, she gets a shot at a buck. That gets your nerves up. That gets you a little nervous. She handled it like a champ. Perfect shot on that buck. Couldn't ask for more. Out of a blind. Off her knee. No rest. Nothing like that. Really impressed with her. But this season has been all about Genevieve. That's what it has been about. That is what we are focusing on because I want her intro to crossbow hunting to be as successful as possible. That will inspire long-term participation in this activity. Long-term hunting. We went to Maryland, shot some deer. Videos still to come. I hope to edit a little bit today and tomorrow and get one up for this week, one of the hunts, and then you'll have a, one additional Maryland hunt this year that'll be shared on the Death by Bungie YouTube channel. But we're back to Pennsylvania now in the current hunting schedule, the timing here. Today is November 2nd. It's been a little wonky, okay? It's been a little difficult. Saturday, Genevieve and I go out. She didn't take her crossbow. Right now, she and I talked about it. The goal is to get dad on a deer. Let's get dad a buck or a doe so that dad actually shoots something. 
so that Bungie has some measure of success in 2020. We're out there and we hauled the decoy around one antler Buckley. Okay, we took off one of the antlers, and Buckley is my Primos four point four corn decoy, big old white tailed decoy. It's got a realistic tail that moves in the breeze and all that. And we did have some success on that last year. I was able to shoot a buck over that as Dolly. When you take the antlers off, we call it Dolly. That's what Genevieve rolls her eyes about those names that I give these things. But it fooled a buck last year. And we're thinking maybe we take it out there, do a little grunting, maybe a little light rattling, all that kind of stuff. See if we can inspire a local deer to come in and check it out. We actually did two sets on state game lands, and then a third sit on the home property, right? Went home, sat um, down in the hemlocks, and gave it a, a whirl there. No success. Couldn't pull it off. Could not pull it off. No deer came. In fact, we went the whole day, didn't even see a deer. We had one experience, one encounter with deer, and I think that was along the road, a dead one along the road. So uh, that's the other thing about this time of year, is that you start to see does and bucks moving, and more of them getting hit by cars. So timing is everything. When you start to see that telltale sign of dead deer on the highways, you start to think, wait, why are those deer moving around so much? And we know the answer as people who are interested in white-tailed deer, the rut is fast approaching. That pre-rut is underway now where the, the bucks are a little more excited right now than the does are and they're moving them around and that's why they're running out on the road and getting hit by cars. So for the next two or three weeks, we're going to see a lot of that. Now on the way out of the woods, on the way out of the hemlocks the other day, I stopped down along the little food plot that Genevieve and I had put in. Nice little food plot, throw and grow food plot. And I pulled the camera card out of there. The camera is perched over a mock scrape that Genevieve and I put in. And hadn't really had any activity on that. No bucks. In fact, the only shootable buck, the only legal buck that I had a picture of on that camera was killed moments after he worked that scrape by Genevieve. It was from opening day. Hadn't checked the camera in a week or two, pulled the card, looked at it. Would you believe this? I get home, check that camera card. The very morning when Genevieve and I were seated on state game lands an hour away, there was a nice eight-point buck working that mock scrape at 8 o'clock in the morning. And we were already on state game lands with a decoy. Now, that's frustrating. Timing is everything. Had I been seated in some situation over that scrape, I might have gotten a shot at that buck. I definitely would have if I played my cards right. Here's what's even more frustrating. Timing is everything. I had a hang-on tree stand hanging over that mock scrape 20 yards away on a nice little hemlock tree. I put that hang-on tree stand there, but for reasons I will discuss in a bit here, reasons related to timing, I chose to take that hang-on tree stand down. I'm not going to be hunting out of a hang-on tree stand. I took that down, moved it, Genevieve and I hauled it out of the woods along with that camera card on Saturday. Took the climbing sticks and everything out of there. And what I did, Friday I had hunted there out of you know, using that hang-on tree stand. And I sat on the ground down in Hemlocks on Friday. And I moved the blind, the blind that we had over the 100-year-old apple tree. The apples are now used up. There's no more apples, very few leaves left on the apple trees, but no apples, no more deer activity there. So that blind doesn't need to be there. I hauled the bench, I hauled the blind down 
to a nice flat location, looking at that mock scrape, and set it up. Now, I did this before, the day before, that buck was there. Kind of a shocker here, but that blind went up, and the next day, we're talking 12 hours later, I have an eight-point buck come in and work that scrape 20 yards from that blind, looking at the blind. It didn't bother him, apparently. So the timing, the rule of thumb is you want that blind out there 30 days ahead of time in order to get used, the deer used to the blind's presence because that spooks them, right? It's a new thing that popped up, literally popped up a pop-up blind, popped up in their environment. That spooks them. They don't like that. But here's what's neat about this. That buck had never been there before, probably. He's cruising because he's looking for doe families. He's looking for a safe area without a lot of big bucks where there's a lot of does, where he might get a little rut activity going on without having to fight bucks for it every turn. Well, you found the right place, buddy. <laughs> that describes the kingdom of Bungie to a T when you have not a lot of big bucks, a healthy number of does. Those does might be a little intimidated by that blind popping up, but this buck showed up for the first time. Timing is everything. He didn't even know that that blind wasn't supposed to be there. He doesn't know it wasn't there the day before. He doesn't know it wasn't there two weeks ago. He doesn't know that for the last three months it's been sitting in front of the apple tree. He probably didn't even know that there was an apple tree there. Doesn't even care because it's not dropping apples anymore. He shows up and that blind is a-okay with him. So the timing is everything. This blind went up just at a time when this buck hadn't been there and it wasn't going to interfere with his worldview. I go sit in that blind, if the timing was right, if I took advantage of that timing, I might have got a shot at that buck. Now, we don't hunt on Sundays, so I'm still sticking to the timing is everything discussion here, right? We don't hunt on Sundays until I think the last Sunday. They're going to give us an extra Sunday at the end of the Pennsylvania crossbow season. So I couldn't hunt yesterday, which was Sunday. Couldn't hunt. Got a buck working at scrape in the mornings. Can't hunt. Great. Bad timing. Time change yesterday. So now we're getting dark an hour earlier, which I cannot stand the idea of it getting dark at 5.30. That's ridiculous. I mean, it's pitch black at 5.30. What's up with that? The morning, of course, moves up an hour. So we get a little extra morning time. So what does that? what timing does that have to do? What does that do to the timing of us hunting in northeastern Pennsylvania? Well, quite simply, it means that my morning hunts, I got to get up an hour earlier. So now I'm getting up at 3 or 4 o'clock where I was getting up at 5 or 6 o'clock, something like that. We're pushing those morning times. And the rut is when you really want to hunt the mornings. In my experience, those scrapes, those mock scrapes, if deer are hitting those, they are hitting them heavy in the mornings. And that's when you're going to see your activity. That's when I have been successful over mock scrapes. In 2016, I shot the nicest buck on the property over a mock scrape that I'd put in. And that was done in the morning. He came in there at 8.30, 9 o'clock in the morning. Just like this buck, 8 o'clock in the morning, working that scrape, broad daylight, a color picture on a trail camera. How awesome is that? You don't get that all the time. When you see these bucks, most of the time they're middle of the night, 1 o'clock in the morning, something like that. I don't care about that buck. Why do I care about a buck that's at my scrape at 1 o'clock in the morning? He obviously lives too far away 
for me to have a shot at that buck. It takes him forever to get there. He's up at an hour before dark on his feet walking around, and he doesn't get to my location until 1 o'clock in the morning. That that buck is not one I'm going to be able to kill. I'm looking for a buck that shows himself in daylight. That tells me he's bedding nearby. Might have a daytime shot at that deer. So that's what I'm looking for. Timing's everything. Now, here I am today. We're up to the modern era here. We're up to today, Monday morning. Doctor's appointment for me. So I'm at a doctor's appointment. Why am I at a doctor's appointment on November 2nd? What sense does that make? Now, the the straight answer is, well, you're at a doctor's appointment because you need to go see the doctor, and that's when the doctor's available. The, But that's not what I'm, what I'm asking. Obviously, what I'm asking is, who schedules a doctor's appointment in November when that's prime time hunting time? I should be in the woods right now, not sitting in a dandy parking lot. But I'm okay with this, as I'm going to get to you and tell you why. I had to go to the doctor, number one, and it is related to that climbing tree stand. I have a hernia. <laughs> I am going to be 50 my next birthday in January, and climbing climbing sticks and hanging up a hang-on tree stand is a little bit more than I am supposed to be doing right now. I have finally, and with Saturday's, wasn't Saturday's, it was Friday's effort, of trying to get into that climbing tree stand again, using the lineman's belt, climbing that, hooking up all the stuff, hooking up the straps, tightening the straps on the way up, getting up there in the climbing tree, the hang-on tree stand. That is a young man's sport. It is not something I am capable of doing right now, and I'm not sure I'm going to be doing it in the future. In fact, like I told you, Genevieve and I pulled that cl- that hang-on tree stand, the climbing sticks, the whole bit, out of the woods. And I promptly sold it on Facebook yesterday. Guy came to my house, gave me 100 clean dollar bills, and he took that nice tree stand that was used one time with him. And I'm okay with that. I don't feel as though I have to do everything as a crossbow hunter. I think being exposed to things is important. I think being able to talk intelligently about things is important. But I don't feel as though, as the host of Death by Bungie, I have an obligation to actually do everything. Mobile hunting for me going forward, and I want you to hold me to this down the road if I seem to deviate from this. Saddle hunting, hang-on tree stands, and climber tree stands are not for me, and I'm not going to be doing them. They are for people who are more fit than me, and I'm in the best shape I've been in in 10 or 15 years. I spent the summer push mowing lawn. I've had a very good diet for the most part. I've lost some weight, put on some muscle. I feel fantastic, but with all this exercise and the fact that I am have always lifted more weight than I should be lifting, I have always done heavier exercise than I should have been doing. I don't understand the concept of lifting with my legs. I lift with my back. That's just how it is. And it has given me a hernia as a result. So I now have that problem to deal with. What that means for me in the future, I mean, I don't know if it's not going to affect this hunting season specifically other than the methods of hunting. Uh, But I'll tell you, sitting in a blind is a lot more attractive. The older you get, a little warmer, spread your gear out. You don't have to sit as still. And if I can make that work, I will make that work. So I want you to hold me to that. 
I'm not going to go down the saddle hunting route. I had toyed with that idea, toyed with the idea of keeping the climbing sticks. But the reason that I am sitting here in this dandy parking lot right now is because I'm meeting a guy in about 30 minutes to sell him the climber tree stand. The climber's tree stand that I bought last year that I used in the woods one time, struggled with, decided I needed more practice. But a guy with a hernia really cannot be using a climber tree stand. Think about that. That's really going to work your hernia. So the years of cutting firewood, sling, swinging splitting malls and lifting heavy machinery, lifting heavy logs and moving rocks around and all the work that I have done out in the woods over the years is taking its toll. So it is what it is. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't change any of it. I'm, I'm happy with the path that I have led and I'm happy with where we're going. This is by no means a even a slowdown in the future of death by bungee it just means that I'm going to have to do things a little differently and it's going to close a couple of doors but where those doors close no doubt new ones open I'm excited about making blinds work I'm excited about I think a two-man tree stand is where I started my crossbow hunting experience and I think that's where it needs to continue I need to be comfortable sitting atop a two-man tree stand with lots of room put my bag next to me have my water next to me put the ozonics above me, sit up there above the deer so my movement is a little bit out of view, and then shoot the deer that come in. That's what I need to be doing. It's what it built Death by Bungie, and it's what needs to continue as the future of Death by Bungie, perhaps. Back to the timing thing, though. So I'm out of the, you know, I'm out of the woods today, 9 o'clock doctor's appointment. Can't get down there and hunt that scrape. This buck may have moved on by the time that I finally get into the woods to hunt this buck, but I'm thinking when I get in there to hunt this buck, it will be tomorrow morning. And what's tomorrow mor morning? That is November 3rd. Election day. Election day. Great. So the temptation for me is to go sit in that blind all day long. And I mean all day long. An hour before sunrise, getting out, after half hour after sunset i would sit there all day long i don't know how i'm going to vote if i sit in that blind all day long now they're saying that there are record mail-in voting numbers this year they're saying that and i'm thinking what that means is there's a record number of deer hunters out there excited about the rut that's what it is there's probably a hundred million americans who are excited about the rut and were smart enough to mail in their vote ahead of time so that they could have November 3rd off to sit in their blinds or in their tree stands awaiting a big buck. There's a little sarcasm there. I don't think that's what it is. But I hope you got a good kick out of that. Nonetheless, tomorrow's election day, so that makes it hard for me to get in and out of the woods. But I'm going to do the best I can. I'll, I'll, I'm going to sit down there, and frankly, the hunting comes before that. If I'm seeing activity, I will sit all day. And I mean all day. I will not vote if that's what it takes to shoot a big buck. <laughs> I'm drinking McDonald's hot coffee, not iced coffee. But it's a McDonald's coffee. And I got to say, this is so good, I might actually start drinking coffee again. I don't know. I'm an iced coffee guy. I don't know if you knew that. But All right. Timing is everything. Got to vote tomorrow. I'll work it in somehow. Maybe I sneak out in the middle of the day, go into my camo the whole bit, vote, come back, turn on the Ozonics, hunt the afternoon with the Ozonics on, and that way the Ozonics will help cover up 
that awful fire hall smell. Great job with the videos. They've really helped me get ready to take my first doe uh, with a crossbow. I've really learned a lot about watching your programs. I used to shoot recurve compound. I bought a crossbow this year and I'm learning it and I have learned an awful lot by watching your program. I enjoy all your videos. Keep them coming. That was a voicemail left for me on the website deathbybungie.com. Can you believe that? My website, deathbybungie.com, pretty easy to find, right? And in fact, I own the domain names for a variety of different spellings of Death by Bungie, just so if the computer auto-corrects or if you're not sure about the spelling, you'll probably still get to the same website. But you can leave me a voicemail on there. How cool is that? I got a little app set up there. You can do it on your phone, right through the microphone on your phone. Go to deathbybungie.com and do that. And that app will allow you to leave a voicemail message to look at the website and leave a voicemail message that will go to me by way of email. I get notification of it. can check it, and maybe I'll use it in an upcoming episode of Death by Bungie or on Talking with Bungie. So timing is everything. I hope that your crossbow season is shaping up nicely. And I mean that. I really hope that you're shooting a big buck. I hope you're shooting some does. I hope you're getting out there with your kids if you have any, with your loved ones. I hope you're sharing pictures on social media, showing the world how much fun crossbow hunting is. I really hope you are. And share those pictures with me either by email off the Death by Bungie page. You can send me an email and then I'll hit you back and then you'll get the email address so you can send me them by email. Or you hit me up on Facebook. That's really a great way to share pictures. I get a lot of fun out of that, so it works. And maybe I can share your pictures of your successes in the woods on our Facebook page if you don't mind. Let me know. Send me a little note. Let me know if I can do that. Take care. I hope your seasons are going great. I hope you don't have a hernia. <laughs> <laughs> and don't worry about Rich Wilson and his hernia. I don't, I'm not doing this for so that you might worry about me. That's not the case. All is well in the kingdom of Bungie. All is well with Bungie. You just need to shoot some more deer. That will solve a lot of ills. Until next time, all hail Bungie. <laughs> Timing is everything, and you're not going to believe how this podcast ends. If you've stuck around this far in this podcast, I'm going to give you a heads up on what's going on here in the kingdom of Bungie beyond what I've already blabbed on about for 20 minutes or more. I got a buck. Bungie and I killed a really nice eight-point buck. Timing is everything. You just got to be there when the opportunity is going to present itself, and you got to be ready for that opportunity. Right place, right time. We got the shot. We got it done. The whole story will be coming on the YouTube channel. You'll see the video on there. But thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for being a friend of Bungie. I had ever since I was a young lad I'm a car